it called again? Convincing idiots. Convincing idiots. Called it ham gravy. <laughs> I informed them that I sided with the stat man, not just anyone's opinion, the stat man Brian Fisher. These kids today, uh, Jingle All the Way is in fact the best Christmas movie of all time. I need to get grandma a present <laughs> and my herpes is flaring up. <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. Three friends representing three different generations. That's our whole shtick. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. Nick got the whole poop. Mm-hmm. I'm standing Ball's in the sea breeze, <laughs> holding awesome. a turd just mightily. I'm just going any hats. <laughs> anyway, on a lighter note, uh... it's a bird. It's a plane. <laughs> it's convincing idiots in five, four, three. Bing. And welcome to the podcast, welcome to the vodcast, welcome to the broadcast. Boys and girls, welcome to the show. This is Convincing Idiots. My name's Dean. They call me the Zennial, or I call myself the Zennial. Eh, either way. Do you? Sometimes. <laughs> uh, Brian Gen X. And my name is Nick, and I am a millennial, and we are Convincing Idiots, and we are three friends who meet once a week to talk about nerd and pop culture stuff and bring the podcast to your ears that they have been craving. And if this is your first time joining us, you've landed on the right spot. Uh, you can find us, if you have not already, on all of the social media platforms that you may desire. Uh, we are on there for you to like, subscribe, rate, <clears throat> review, follow, all of those things. So please go to our Convincing Idiots link tree. Go ahead and Google Convincing Idiots, L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E, and there you will have all of those links laid out before you. It is your destiny. As is to go to our website, that is convincingidiots.wordpress.com. And when you go over to convincingidiots.wordpress.com, you're going to find links to all of the social media accounts as well. Also, uh, little tidbits about us. Uh, there's all kinds of fun things for you. There's interactive games that include all of us. There are uh, <laughs> wallpapers featuring sure. us for your phones and tablets. There yeah. are uh, all kinds of fun tools for your discretion. <laughs> you are a fun uh, as tool. well as giveaways to maybe hang out with us and meet us. So head on over to convincingidiots.wordpress.com. And if everything that I just said isn't there, be sure to email convincingidiots at gmail.com and let them know that something's wrong with the website. And they'll mm-hmm. get it right up there for you. I'm sure that I'm sure Brian will get right on that. Sure. And, uh, and what? And let us know which one you are wanting. That way yeah, we know wanna... how to exactly how to fix it. That's right. Do you want to mm-hmm. play the interactive game uh, uh, Poke Dean? Uh, do you maybe want to play? Uh, you want to go fishing for fisher nets, uh, fisher net stockings, or maybe you mm-hmm. just want to play a good old fashioned game of uh, pick Nick's feet. Head on over yeah. to convincingidiots.com. I, I didn't. I was not blind, thinking feet was going to be that last word. It is a blind sight test. You just see a pair of feet. You got to pick which one they're Nick's. There you go. I like this. <laughs> We're workshopping it. We'll get it there. Yeah. Anyway. It's very, yeah, it's our version of uh, the interactive porn that's out there. <laughs> that's right. You Absolutely. Know? What, what you, you do you to, the, with, to the pictures with his feet mm-hmm. are your problem. Yep. Yes. That's right. That's exactly right. So, uh, in the meantime, we know what Brian's going to be doing this weekend. It's going to be getting our website up to speed. But what I want to know <laughs> is what Brian's been doing the past weekend. Weekend. I want to know what he's been doing before all of this. What have you been up to, my friend Brian? 
Yeah, nice weekend last weekend. Allie had a, had a nice dinner. And if you're in the uh, Akron area, Northeast Ohio area, Uncle, uh, it's not Uncle Tito's, Tito's uh, Mexican restaurant. No, it is Uncle Tito's. Tito's, not Uncle Tito's. Tito's. Jeez, I know the name of the place. Jesus Christ. So just Google Uncle Tito's, Tito's, Uncle not, Tito's, uh, Tito's. I don't know why I'm thinking Uncle Tito's. It's not Uncle Tito's. It's Tito's. Tito's in Akron. It's delicious Mexican food. So great service. Had this huge burrito. It's terrific. And they make fresh margarita there, not mix. Very, very good stuff. Great service. Make sure you ask so, for the Uncle Burrito and the Uncle Rita. There you go. Yeah, that's that's right. Rito Burrito. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so go check the them Uncle out. Rita. And then uh, Saturday, I uh, great uh, friend uh, Jim Cunningham, his younger sisters, uh, Annie and Bean, who I'm also good friends with, turn, uh, they're turning day 50 years old this week. So we had a uh, birthday party for them at the Old 97. Over Fantastic. in Kenmore, yeah, they rented out the place and just a just a great place to go. So again, if you're in this area, go check that place out. Very nice environment, great drinks, great old fashions, and other uh, cocktails mm-hmm. and stuff. So that Absolutely. was a great time. And Easter was a nice time with uh, uh, my mom and I went over to Allie's uh, lovely uh, parents' home in Stowe. So we had a nice family dinner there and hung out, and relaxed. So just a very nice relaxing Easter Sunday with uh, family. So that's what I did. Very nice weekend. How about you, Dean? How are you? <clears throat> I am. Uh, I'm well. Um, I want to start off this uh, show um, on a personal note. Uh, Wednesday, um, I had, uh, was involved in a conversation with uh, Brian and Megan, my girlfriend, um, and they both agreed how much um, and this wasn't even a bit on the show. This is how much I interrupt during the show. So today, tonight, I'm going to workshop. I am going to not interrupt through the whole show. Mm. That is my promise to all of you. No, I will try my hardest. That's a I will big try my promise. You, yeah, it I was going to say. <clears throat> I realize I'm interrupting you there by saying that. But see how <laughs> see how difficult it can be. It can be difficult. It's only fitting. But uh, I got that out of the way. Okay, what did I do? Um, I went to an escape room Saturday uh, with Megan and Lynn and Mike. Um, That's uh, Megan's uh, mother and her husband. We all went to this escape room. It was Medina Escape Room in Medina. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the Harry Houdini room. Um. I, this is the first time we've done an escape room. I, it was really, really fucking cool. Um, I would definitely do it again. It, for the price, it was, it was like twenty five bucks a person, so it wasn't that bad. You just you make the uh, appointment, you know, online. But without giving things away, you know, they, I think like we did four people. I think four people is a good amount to be in one room. Um, Not too many cooks in the kitchen, right? And everybody worked together. Every it was fun. Uh, yeah, I would definitely do it again. And then uh, after that, we went uh, went out to eat, you know, in Mexican restaurant, you know. Uncle Tito's? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not yeah, going yeah. to feign, I'm not going to pretend that I know the, the name of the restaurant I went to when I don't. <laughs> um, no, but uh, while I was in the restaurant or in the escape room, I don't know. 
uh, the my brand new Shit car got pants. hit by oh. another car. Oh, oh no! Yeah. I totally mm-hmm. forgot you got a brand new car. That's how new yeah. it is. It's mm-hmm. so new I haven't even seen it. Like, right? <laughs> um, Shit! Somebody what? hit it. Somebody, I, they had to, have re, you know, rear-ended it, backed into it, uh, busted up the bumper. Oh, uh, Jesus! Um, these motherfuckers. Nobody left a note or anything. So, mm. um, luckily, I have Blake insurance. Mm. Is that a real story? Though it is a real story. (laughs) But but this actually, this read here um, is is going to be my favorite because this is, uh, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to read the script. I'm going to just tell uh, the people here that Aaron Blake knows what he's doing and he does it well. When I talk about the integrity, reliability, I mean, when I give you the number, the two three four five seven one five three five nine. He answered, and he got shit done, and I'm getting, uh, I take it to the shop tomorrow. I'm going to get a rent- nice. rental car. Um, with the, in talking about affordability, I, I am, I wasn't going to get away with anything. Uh, it, it was very affordable. Let me just say that. I'm, I'm not going to say we're going to give away finances, but it was very affordable. Aaron did a, an amazing job with me, helped me out so much. And it's not just because we're friends. He's going to do it for you, too. So, again, everybody out there, if you're in the uh, Barberton area, the Northeast Highway area, call Aaron Blake with Erie Insurance. Um, and, I, yes, I'm, I am going to read this off, 234-571-5359. Or go to BlakeInsuranceLLC.com. <clears throat> um, I mean, the, the quote he's going to give you is going to blow you away because what he was able to do for me, and now I – Unfortunately, I've had to use it um, firsthand because um, these uh, son of a bitch did not leave a note or anything. They just backed into it, so they they hit up the bumper, put a hole in it, crunched it up, and scuffed up the top of the trunk. Uh, so, damn bastards. But, yep. Yeah, so, but it's going in the shop tomorrow. Aaron's taking care of me, and uh, he can do the same for you guys. So, give him a call. All right. Nice. So, yeah, other than that, uh, I watched a bunch of shows, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, and just kind of hung out. Uh, didn't have the kids for Easter. We uh, did it Monday, which was all well and good, and uh, it was fun. They had had a blast. You know. Nice. And uh, that's about it, guys. Nick, cool. what about you? Well, uh, I, didn't, I haven't really done much, I don't think. Uh, just hanging around. We... Um... Had a nice Easter weekend. Uh, we did a lot of, you know, we did dying eggs on Saturday and things like that. Did some running around. Um, nothing too crazy. Saturday, Sunday, nice little Easter. Went and saw uh, Dean's parents. Hung out with them in the morning and then went and saw my uh, mom uh, later and had an egg hunt out at her house and stuff like that. So nice, nice Easter weekend. Nothing too crazy. Just hanging out with the family. Very nice. I yeah. did actually, I did that too. I, I visited my parents as well, so. Forgot to mention that. Nice. I don't Here want them to think that Nick is a better uh, uh, son than <laughs> I am. He is, but I don't <laughs> want people to think it. Right, exactly. Yes. Right. And we coordinated visiting Nick's mom separately, Dean. So <laughs> we did. We did. That's right. Just to make sure we didn't, you know, want to overlap. It's very, it very awkward that one night. So. I mean, holding the tag yeah. rope and uh, actually <laughs> yeah. tagging, tagging me in seemed a little excessive, but it worked. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I could see a schedule beforehand, that would be very helpful in the future. We both made the pin. I want to mention something as well. So we on our Facebook page at Convincing Idiots, we got a an we got a you know Facebook gives you ad credits sometimes if you have a a a page a quote unquote business page. So we we used an ad credit that they provided to us. Didn't know where this ad was going to p- publish. Apparently, it ran across the whole country. So it did okay. So it's very possible somebody out there could be listening to us for the first time as a result of catching us on the Facebook page. And so I guess I don't know if it's surprisingly or not. We got very little negative commentary out there. But one gentleman uh, did request humbly that we... Uh, quote, stop spamming the entire country with our ridiculous bullshit. So that's our promise to you out there is that we're going to continue to bring you, if you're listening for the first time, our ridiculous bullshit. We hope you enjoy it. And if you're listening to us for the first time, thank you very much. So that's right. Yeah. You had spam? Some I, I, I love spam. Nobody <clears throat> gave me any spam. This is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I ain't get spam. Yeah, it's ridiculous bullshit. Gentlemen, actually. we've officially made it. We have our first uh, hate mail. I mean, that, hey! essentially, I mean, that's what it, I mean, we are, I think we that have was people first ups- negative comment. It was, it was. That's awesome. That means we officially have reached a wide enough audience to be mm-hmm. both, of course, loved sure. and hated. So right. uh, that, that, that is official. We have made it, boys. There you go. I normally get people just walking by me and tell me how much they hate me. Right. And they don't even know me. I've never even talked to them. Never seen them before. <laughs> Can I get twenty bucks on pump number three? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were there too, right? Okay. Seemed a little rude, but you know. hey, if you don't mind, uh, I- I've got the two cheeseburgers and the large fry. I'd like to get the person's order behind me too. I fucking hate you. McDonald's <laughs> slams the door. Yep. There you go. Eat shit. Die. Yep. <laughs> Just pay it forward. Okay. Pay it forward. Pay this forward, bitch. You don't know what? shit about fuck. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So, Dean, you mentioned you saw a couple shows. What did you watch over the past I did. week, sir? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So. And it's yeah, idiot I, I, reviews. Yes. Idiot reviews. Uh, real quickly, did you guys, one of you see or watch that This Is Pop on Netflix? I'm not. Mm-mm. Okay, it's it's kind of the retrospect. It was this was the one I watched the episode about uh, boys to men. I thought one of you had seen it, but maybe that was something else. Um, but it just kind of gives a, a brief forty-five minute uh, thing on the boys to men and how they got together and stuff. Okay, okay. like uh, of the, of um, the group, or is it of a certain yeah. song? Okay. No, 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 of the whole group, it's, and then okay. each episode's going to be a different, like, one was about grunge, one was about, you know, it was called This Is Pop, so, okay. you know, they take popular music or whatnot. Um, and if you guys get a chance, I highly recommend, it's a very entertaining, sweet, uh, much more emotionally uh, sweet than I was expecting, but The Atom Project on Netflix. Um, that is, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Adam Levine. No, no, no. Adam no. Driver. Ryan Reynolds? Adam Ryan Nance. Reynolds. No, oh, not Adam. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. about there it's time travel and he goes back and he has to Oh uh, yeah. do the thing with his uh with younger his younger self. Right? self. Yeah. 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 Uh very cool. Uh, very sweet. 
what uh, it was cute. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, when it had some action. But uh, you know, I I do enjoy the time travel stories and whatnot. Um, okay. But no, that was fun. I, I I would recommend that. And then uh, what was it? Uh, this flag means death on HBO Max. I saw that out there, but I haven't checked that out. Was that the yet. sequel to American Sasquatch? No. <laughs> no. This is <laughs> Part two, Max. this flag means death. Okay. Uh, uh, Tika Waititi is in it. Um, he plays Blackbeard. <laughs> uh, I know we, I've mentioned him before, but he's also the one who's done uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. He's the director, writer and director of the upcoming Thor, Love and Thunder movie. Uh, okay. But he plays he plays Blackbeard. It's kind of slapstick ish. I think a rich um, guy rich guy goes out to he wants to be a pirate, right? And yes. He has a, gets a ship and a crew, and he just doesn't really know what he's doing. Right, and he's, yeah. he wants to be called the gentleman pirate. But yeah, it, it's silly, but it's it's fun. Uh, and then I watched we binged the whole first season of the flight attendant. Hmm. Uh, again, on HBO Max, uh, Kaylee Cuoco from uh, The Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. She she plays a flight attendant, obviously, even given the name. Um, she, she's kind of an alcoholic. You know, not kind of. She is an alcoholic. And some bad things happen in the, uh, in the beginning of the uh, first episode, which leads to hijinks and chaos throughout the whole thing. Again, I know I'm being vague, but... You really need to to at least watch the first episode to understand what it, what why I'm being vague. Um, but I highly recommend. It. I, Nick, actually, I, I should text Robin because I think she would love it. Out of anybody, yeah. I, I think she it, there's definitely up her alley. Okay. Um, yeah. So the flight attendant uh, on HBO Max. Uh, I was a huge fan. I'm definitely the season two has already started, so I'm gonna we're about to get into that and uh, take a look at that. But uh, yeah, that's my idiot review. Very cool. Nick, have you seen anything? Well, yeah, you know what? I, <laughs> I revisited a classic on uh, on Friday. Uh, I, I I have seen this movie, but my boys had not. Uh, so on Friday evening, uh, we watched Ice Age. Um, hmm. <laughs> that was I, I watched that for the first time in years. I haven't seen much uh, recently, so that's what I'll review. Um, but I thought Ice Age, everybody knows Ice Age. Everybody's familiar sure. with the movie. Everybody's been around for a long time. Um, it, but I still, I, you know, chuckled oh, at, no, at some... Oh, no, I'm an elephant. At some point. Except he's not surprised by it because he knows that. <laughs> and he was born a mammoth. Um, so he's not actually shocked. Ray I Romano is not... My Ray Romano impression, Ray, that's all. Ray Romano is actually not magically transformed into an elephant. He doesn't wake up one day as a mammoth, so he already knows. But, it would have been uh, better. <laughs> I don't know, I'm an elephant. <laughs> but it definitely, it's got some good humor in there and stuff. The kids liked it. Um, you know what I did see for the first time? Apparently, and I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, I'd never even heard of it or seen them before. Uh, they were on Disney Plus as well. Apparently, they were released in 2016. Uh, the one shots of um, Thor and his housemate Daryl. There's two. There's one called Team Thor, and one called Team Daryl. And the one called Team Thor is basically it takes place, I believe, after Civil or dur- or before Civil uh, after Civil War takes place. It I kind believe. of explains why he wasn't. In yeah. the movie Civil War, like yeah, he complains he, about not neither of the two calling that calling him right makes it a bit. Yes, 
Yeah. I reviewed and, this uh, about a month ago. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because there's not just that story. There's like four other ones. Um, if you if you look at those shorts, there's like four other okay. uh, different uh, uh, little shorts. He just okay. happens to have the one with two episodes, to, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, hilarious. I, I mean, absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then the Team Daryl one, which features uh, sh- favorites of the show, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster, and now Daryl mm-hmm. has a new housemate, and it's the Grandmaster. Have you seen these, Brian? I have not. I've seen them in the, they... in the <laughs> menu, but I keep forgetting to watch them. Yeah. They're Definitely hysterical. Sure. It's only, they're they're very only short. five or six minutes. I mean, they're really yeah. not, maybe eight. They're not long at all. But God, okay. they're hilarious, especially I didn't think that they would be, you know, the the uh the well the one with the team Daryl would be as good because there's yeah two parts of Team Thor and it follows mm-hmm. him around and they're hilarious. Um, Chris Hemsworth's you know fantastic. We're all familiar with his portrayal of Thor and you know the humorous side of Thor that we see. So that was really funny. But man, yeah, the one with Jeff Goldblum was perhaps even. I was in tears. I was actually in tears yeah. watching that one. So uh, definitely recommend those. I that was just wasn't really aware of them. And uh, if you, when you've talked about them before. I'd probably just completely forgot about him, but um, yeah, they were those or were really me. funny, or that, yeah, yeah, it's very possible. But so. watch the uh, watch the episode with uh, Colson. It, it okay. It's one of the first ones, but you know, throughout the movies, he's you know he is who he is. You know, he mm-hmm. plays you know kind of the uh, you know whatever agent. But in this episode, he's a badass. Yeah. He's pretty kick-ass. He, there's a whole scene that you're like, oh, shit. I, w- I, I would rather have seen him, you know, in that role throughout the whole, you know, kind of the, the whole movies. But, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So what about you, Brian? That's that about cool. it for me. I didn't see a whole lot. What about you? Watch anything interesting? I did. There's a new series. I saw the first episode on Amazon Prime, Josh Brolin, Outer Range. Oh, how was so, that? It's it's interesting. There's two episodes that's dropped so far. I'll be pretty vague here, so I don't have any spoilers. But basically, Josh Bolin is a a, a rancher, has a, a huge uh, farm out in I think it's Wyoming, and just eerie. It you know, just senses that something is off, something is weird, and he goes out and he finds this giant sinkhole on his property that seems to. Be like defy space and time, basically. So that I'll just kind of leave it there. So it's just setting it up for you know what is it, what is the sinkhole and and what is it, you know it's a, it's a I whole hear that's thing a lot like it. your bed. That's right. Yep, Sink, sinkhole that just defies space and time. That's right. That people go into right. and never return from. <laughs> you just lose all sense of time. You don't really mm-hmm. know or care what day or hour it is anymore. Yep. Well, with, with that much That's sexiness, right. you can't. It's help just it. a, a mess That's of right. whiskey breath and chest hair. It's just a haze <laughs> that comes over you. You gone, baby. You gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. If yeah. I ever have like a a, a book, whiskey buy, breath I, and chest buy, hair. That's it. That's that's yeah. the title. You just coined the you coined the title right there. That's the perfect. life and times of Brian Fisher. Now, now the question That's is: right. is what sort of sexy pose does he you get on the book? Because the the words are here, and he's going to be like leaning up against it, maybe like this, or with the chest mm-hmm. hair out. You know, there's a lot of options. Maybe, maybe yeah. you know, side profile, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. tuft, tuft out, white background, Ooh, yeah. tuft out. Yep. Brian's shirtless mm-hmm. has a pair of black Levi's on and some cowboy boots, and one foot is kicked up behind him. I like it. I like yeah. that. Like a, you like cigar. Cigar, you, you, cigar yeah. and a drink. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. You do got to be careful, though, with the backdrop, because I'm guessing, I mean, the shirt's on, but I'm guessing not all these chest hairs are black anymore. So, nope. (laughs) The white background might be blending in. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's odd. It's the exact same pattern as my my beard. (laughs) It's very strange. (laughs) Next week, we're doing this fucking show shirtless, all Mm -hmm. of us. (laughs) So, you can enjoy that. Yeah. So it was, if you like sci-fi type stuff, and it's Josh Brolin, right? So it's, you know, Josh Brolin is awesome. So check that out. And everything. That's right. On Amazon Prime. And on Netflix, I caught, I think I think you would enjoy this movie, Nick. Metal Lords just dropped on Netflix. I just saw uh, the commercial for that. Yeah. Very simple premise. It's two high school boys. One guy's super into heavy metal. I thought it was, I, for, for a minute there, I thought it took place in the 80s. But no, it's current time to just the kid is super into the classic 80s metal. Judas Priest, I have Iron a friend Maiden, like that. Slayer. Yeah, he wears nothing but t-shirts, uh, you know, different metal band Brian. t-shirts. Maybe. <laughs> but he's like no, super this kid's passionate. younger than me, and he's, yeah, like into like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that style of metal, 80s thrash metal and stuff. Yeah, so he wants to start a band, and... Win the Battle of Bands competition in high school. It's, it's it's that type of thing. It's like an hour. We talked about long movies on the last episode. This mm-hmm. is like an hour, 38 minutes. Perfect runtime. The soundtrack is terrific if you like that metal genre you know, in, in the 80s. And just the kids were good actors. And his buddy is, uh, he played Bill in the It movies, the last two It movies, young kid. Mm. And then they bring in a, a, a girl... Uh, they couldn't find a bass player, and they recruit a girl who's a cellist in the school. A lot of fun. Huh. Not much to the plot. Just, you know, again, it harkens back to some of those, like, 80s simple movies and stuff. So if you like that was type sh- of theme, go ahead. Was it a short-ass movie? It was a short-ass movie. Nice. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So check that out Good. on Netflix. I will. I'll give that a look. I'm going to give you that a look. You convinced me. There you go. <laughs> and I think it's about it from a, a this new stuff that I watch. And then stuff we were talking about off air. Uh, two huge trailers dropped over the past week. Mm-hmm. The, the newest uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which kind of features more Wanda. And saw today the Love and Thunder trailer uh, with Thor. So I thought both both looked terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean, now you saw the Love and Thunder today? I, uh, yes. Oh, yesterday, but yeah. Okay. What do you think? Um, I'm excited. Um, not as excited about as, uh, Do- you know, Doctor Strange, but I'm, I'm excited. I don't, I mean, I get that the, that they got it from the comic book themselves, but I was going to say spoiler, but it's a 30-second fucking trailer. Pause it and go watch it. Sure. Um, but at the end, when they show her as uh, Lady Thor, or what it, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're going to call her, but... Like, it's just Thor. I think she's the... Yeah, go ahead. Just, just okay. So, yeah, I, think but so, I think so. When she has Milner, you know, and she's holding up, it, I don't know how excited I am about that. That seems weird, but... I always, I always like the, I like the journey that he's going to go on of like, who is he? What does he do now? Is he going to be a scavenger uh, mm-hmm. with the, with the rest of them? Is he going to be a hero? You know, yeah. But I, 
I don't know how he feel, and I know this is uh, uh, petty, but and, and I don't know how I feel about him with the hair back. I thought he would look more <laughs> badass with the, with the cropped hair, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I but, did like you know. that. I guess it's just the, the going with the classic comic yeah, look. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's cool to see the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, in it. So, Nick, have you seen any one of these? I know you're not you're really interested in the Doctor Strange movie, but yeah, I am. I, anything with Thor related things, sign me up. I don't need to see a trailer to know that I want to see it. But and especially anything. As, the, the, one of the main takeaways I had after the last Avengers was like, I give me a movie. Of more Thor and Rocket interactions. That's what I yes. need. I need more Thor and yeah. Rocket in my life. Give me a whole series on that. Give me, you know, movies, whatever. But yeah, um, the Thor movies. I would say, as far as uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of of the Black Panther movie, and then all the Spider Man movies have been uh, amazing, in my opinion. But I would say of the you know multi other than Spider-Man the the movies of a singular superhero that consists of more than one movie as a set the Thor movies I guess is what I'm trying to say have been my favorite like I've hmm. enjoyed all three of them very much probably the second one most of all um but yeah like I, I just love Chris Hemsworth love the character and and the portrayal Which was the of the second one uh the the dark was it the dark world was the second yeah. one okay yeah. that was That's one yeah, I didn't I, see I really like that one a lot. Uh, Ragnarok was good too. It's just Ragnarok. Actually, Ragnarok was hilarious. It was just, yeah. what, I mean, it was, it was good, but in a different way than I was expecting. Um, that's take away TT. He, he did that. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pumped. Yeah. Any anything, any of the Thor content, I'll I'll eat that up. Very cool. Yeah, um, Allie, Allie hadn't seen those. We went back and watched. I. Oh, really? She hadn't seen any of the Thors, so <laughs> I I rewatched all three of them with her, and I'm like, I enjoyed them more than I thought. You know, I know I know the Ragnarok was a whole different vibe and everything like that. Mm -hmm. but even the first the first two, I'm like, these are actually pretty good. I mean, it good storyline with him and Loki and uh, Odin. I don't know, they're just uh, better than I remembered. So if you haven't mm -hmm. watched those in a while, definitely go back and check those out before the I should do the that. New one. Yeah. But I, I think you could do a Thor and Rocket Disney Plus six episode, yeah. you know, special sure. season, whatever. I think it would be delightful. See what kind of shenanigans they got into when they were off together and doing, you know, whatever they whatever they do. You could even do like each season is a different couple that lives together for whatever reason, you, you know, and make it a comedy. You know, kind yeah. of, you know, you could do some little bit of action here, but but make it a comedy. Uh, who's some of the who's two people that you besides Thor and Rocket that you put together that might be a little you know interesting to to see? Let's you could do see. well, Spider Man and uh, Doctor Strange. Their sure. chemistry yeah, was well, on right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Hulk and um, he and Tony Stark was were good together as well. Him and Iron Man, yeah. same kind of dynamic. You know. Yep. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, it's cool. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> I haven't got them yet, but I, I'll I'll give you uh, reviews on them later. But uh, two new comic series out there that uh, are on order. Um, so they've rebooted the Amazing Spider-Man yet again. I've lost count how many times they've rebooted the amazing spider-man so they go so far 
they kind of reset him. So they kind of reset him back to what it appears to be the more classic Spider-Man with the classic villains uh, with Mary Jane. So when I get the, they brought in John Romita uh, Jr. to illustrate. Um, so when I get that, I'll give you, I'll give you some rundowns with that. But again, it looks, it looks, looks very good. And Flashpoint Beyond. So uh, Flashpoint, that's kind of what the new Flash movie is based on. It's sort of the DC version of the multiverse where the Flash has traveled back in time. He could run so fast and he kind of breaks the timeline, kind of messes stuff up. And there was a whole very unique uh, comic series around that event uh, a few years ago, one of which uh, changed uh, Batman's reality to where Bruce Wayne was the one killed in the alley by the Mm -hmm. criminal and Thomas and Martha lived and Thomas Wayne went on to become Batman. So obviously Mm -hmm. he's an older guy uh, becoming with with Batman and Martha in that storyline actually in an interesting twist became the Joker in that universe, which is very interesting. She kind of lost her mind at the, at the loss of her son and everything else. But anyway, so Flashpoint Beyond picks up the story of Thomas Wayne and his Batman adventures. So limited series, looking forward to that. So um, when I get that in, check that out, I will let you know, but seem pretty cool. Cool. That's, that sounds very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Now Dean. I have, thank you. Um, now I have a question. Um, <laughs> Pardon me. I would like to please speak. Well, this is a very mind. respectful and non-interrupting please. Dean. Uh, just yeah, raising I, I his hand to get in the mix here. <laughs> I wouldn't want to interrupt anybody um, and cause such a ruckus. Um, <laughs> my question yeah, maybe, is... Maybe you got to let him have it a little bit. Like, at, really? At the bar a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I didn't know if... Uh, uh, you know, it would offend so many people. So since it is, you know, I'm going to be more respectful to my co-hosts. Um, Bro so hosts. my, sorry, what, what were you saying? Bro hosts. Bro hosts. I, I, like I don't know. Now I'm going to interrupt. I don't know what to do with all this. So basically, you know what this means, Brian? Either one of us can speak and he'll just shut up. And we're going to have all kinds of free space to talk and then just, I don't even know. It's like, it's like when you clear out a room of all your junk and you're like, I didn't even know I had this much space in here. I don't even know what to do with all this. <laughs> wow. Okay, Dean, go ahead. And so I was thinking um, on what you had talked about, uh, uh, about, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, you were talking about Spider-Man and they, they rebooted or revamped mm-hmm. the series. Now, do you think that that could be simply because they know that people like the Spider-Man as the teenager and so, so once he gets to a certain age, you're like, well, now you're getting into a weird, different sort of Spider-Man that people don't really care for. They care, you know, whatever focus groups or whatever they, you know, they they look at want a youthful Spider-Man. They want that neighborhood teenage Spider-Man. So once he gets to a certain age, let's bring it back, start it again. We could do different things, you know, here and there with it. But maybe maybe the youth is the is the reasoning. I think I think it's definitely a part of it. I mean, they. Yeah, you know, they had taken him so far before where he was an adult. He had to be, you know, uh, it was running his own successful company. So they kind of went a whole different, you know, route with Peter Parker. He was actually a successful businessman. 
uh, using his genius intellect to run this business. It was like a scientific research type company or something along that line. And I'm sure you're right. At some point, the writers are like, you know, is this is this what we're going to do? Is this is Peter Parker going to be? Is this the guy until the end of time? Yeah, you know. And then they came in with the uh, the storyline that actually they they based the the last Spider-Man movie on uh, a fresh start to where Mm. you know uh, you know Peter Parker you know made a deal with Mephisto. Uh, to save his um, his Aunt May uh, from dying, basically. And Mephisto's deal was you had to take away, I'm going to trade your, your love for Mary Jane. He had to give up their marriage, so they kind of didn't know each other. And well, he, and it, shortly after that, it kind of just reset his whole storyline to where he was a starting out again. Um. Uh, you know, younger, and I—I I think it was something like that. It, it kind of did something like that, but yeah, it, it kind of based in line, line with the movies when Tom Holland movies started coming out. They kind of reset it at that point to, like you say, make it the more familiar teenage or you know late teen, early twenty Spider Man, and like you say, down on his luck, trying to bounce, paying the bills, fight crime. That's that was a more relatable character for many people with Spider Man. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, so the so what it could be is is it's kind of like what they're doing with the movies now, mm-hmm. where he's now in the apartment by himself, you know, trying to just do his thing and fight exactly. crime. Exactly. Yep. So it'll okay. be interesting. Yep. Okay. Uh, we did have one uh, uh, mention here. Just you know. A significant passing in the world of pop culture, or pretty significant. Um, I know, Dean, you and I are Seinfeld fans, and we talked mm-hmm. about uh, Estelle Harris passing away a couple weeks ago. She was uh, most known for playing the mother of George Costanza on Seinfeld. Right. And the the last actor, actress, who played a parent on the show, Liz Sheridan, just passed away uh, over the last few days as well. And she was best known for playing the mother of Jerry Seinfeld on the show. Uh, so she passed, you know, again, shortly after Estelle did. And both ladies happened to be 93 years of age. Hmm. Uh, Liz Sheridan was also, she also, you know, as a younger person, she had a relationship with uh, James Dean, the famous uh, actor. And she wrote a book about that. Um, but certainly most uh, known for... Mrs. Seinfeld, she was in 21 episodes between 90 and 98. Um, I don't know. I thought she was a great character. It was She was sort of the polar opposite of Estelle Harris as far as the mom characters were concerned. But uh, she was great and a good balance with the actor that played Jerry's father. She had good dialogue with you know between her and Jerry. So definitely one of my favorite characters on the show. So, Nick, I know you've never seen a Seinfeld episode, but... Dean, any any thoughts on Ms. Sheridan before we close out the topic? Um, it, like like I said last week, I mean, look at the body of work. Not only did she get to, you know, live all of, you know, all of these movies and and but you know she got to fuck James Dean. So I mean, sure, pretty good <laughs> life, right? 
That's not bad. Um, she was, wasn't she, let me, I'm, I, I was actually, while I was looking at because I was trying to look it up, because if I remember correctly, wasn't she Mrs. Ockmonic in, uh, on ALF also? Oh, shoot. She I want to say she, that she, she was. was in another sitcom. Yeah, let's check that out. Um, sorry, folks. Uh, no, the, uh, I mean, the play thing would be for uh, for Nick to vamp, but no, uh, yeah, well, she played Mrs. Ockmonic, uh, Rachel Ockmonic, on uh, the TV show Alf in the 1980s also. She did, okay, <laughs> how about that? Okay. I've seen Alf. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also, guys, um, uh, his name was Rio Hackford. He played IG-11. In the Mandalorian series, he was 51 years old. Uh, he passed away. Uh, so, wow, you know, 51. Any, yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing exactly what happened or whatnot, but uh, I guess it really is not, you know, didn't really mean much, or not not much, but it doesn't mean anything to us to what how he passed. It's just let's, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, uh, Rio Hackford, uh, in the nerd and pop culture world. Lost him at 51 years old. Hmm. I have one from, uh, as, as you guys know, big hockey fan, a, uh, a legend, NHL legend, died uh, on the 14th, actually. Mike Bossy. I don't know if you guys are familiar <laughs> with that name or not. Uh, legendary uh, New York Islander, probably the greatest New York Islander of all time. Uh, he passed away. He was 65 years old. Um, he was diagnosed with lung cancer uh, late 2021. Mm. Uh, but he won Stanley Cups. He was part of the uh, Islanders dynasty that won four <laughs> Stanley Cups in a row in 1980, 81, 82, and 83. Um, and he holds the NHL record for most consecutive 50-plus goal seasons in a row. He's had nine years in a row where he scored over 50 goals. Um, he's tied Wayne Gretzky with most 50-plus goal seasons uh and 60 goals 60 plus goal seasons as well so i just uh legendary legendary uh player um he was kind of in the era right but you know he was in his heyday right about the time when wayne gretzky was coming up and and you know first broke into the nhl um and was finding his footing and you know mario lemieux and such but he was definitely one of the uh legendary players in the nhl and certainly the greatest new york islander of all time so uh rest in peace to mike bossy Mike Did Bossy. He, yeah. Was he the bald head guy? Did he shave shaved his shaved head? I don't believe well, maybe later in life. I don't know if he did later in life. Every usually what I've seen he's got the swooped over. That's fine. I'll think of somebody else. Never mind. Yeah. Hmm. I think I got the New York Rangers. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, Mark Messier is who you're thinking that's, of. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Name right. similar. Yep, yep. That's right. Yep. <laughs> 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 All right, so this past Monday, we're shooting this on uh, Tuesday, April the 19th. On April the 18th, way back in 1938, Action Comics number one was published for the first time. Now, it had a, it had a June cover date on it, but it was actually published April 18th, 1938. And that, that featured uh, Superman for the very first time in the comics. So we thought we would uh, have a similar episode about Superman as we did Batman a couple weeks ago. So we're going to take a break here and we're going to come back and talk about 
uh, some of our favorite Superman movies, uh, guys who played Superman, other actors who played key roles in Superman series, and anyone who talk about Superman-wise, TV shows and other content out there. Obviously, Superman is everywhere, uh, and that's what we're going to come back with shortly after the break. Dean? Thank you. Um <laughs> I just want to uh, say that I'm very excited being the Superman fan. Um, Brian's wearing mm-hmm. the shirt. I have a yes. tattoo that with these long sleeves. I might have to take my shirt off and show you guys. Who knows? <laughs> you Find out after the break. Yeah, we next, may or may next, not compare chest hair. Next week's conversation with Megan, her scolding will include, why do you always have to try to take your shirt off on the podcast? <laughs> Cut That's that right. shit out. That's right. <laughs> if I do take my shirt off, I've actually shaved the same S in my chest hair. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It'll be perfect. If I lift the shirt up, it'll be a perfect. Yep. So you have mate. been reading my dream journal. Yep. So if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're only listening to us out there, you'll have to come back and watch the video on our YouTube channel as well. You never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You never know. All right. That's called right promotion. That's go. right. That's right. That's a, te- <laughs> that's a teaser for you if I ever heard. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, three idiots are about to embark on a magnificent, powerful conversation about the Man of Steel, and also about Superman. That's right. Yep. All right, so uh, Superman, I guess I mentioned before the break, uh, Action Comics number one was published on April 18th, 1938. Had a June cover date on it. But that was his first appearance. And we are in the, if you listen to us at all, you know that we are in the Northeast Ohio area. Uh, Superman was actually created by two guys up in wonderful Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so Jerry Seigel and Joe Schuster. Uh, Jerry was the writer and Joe was the illustrator. They had uh, different ideas of what the character was going to be. They kind of pitched him different ways. Uh, it was just a character called the Superman. It was not, you know, not the Superman we know today. It was like a guy that got powers and, um, and then they kept developing the character. They tried to pitch him to newspaper, uh, comic strips and they couldn't, you know, he didn't take off there. And then finally, uh, a guy was interested to put it into this uh, action comics. And action comics was not just was not a Superman comic. It had different, you know, uh, fiction you know, uh, stories and stuff. But uh, once Superman made his first appearance, then uh, it just became very popular. And then he just kind of took over Action Comics. And to this day, Action Comics is still a Superman comic book. And he's poor guys. These poor bastards uh, sold the rights. It was, I guess, it was normal practice back then to sell the rights to the character to the comic book publishing company. They sold the rights, and if they were able to retain the rights all these years, I'm sure they would have been uh, set for life. Now they did. They uh, they were eventually given credit. So, like you know, uh, in the movies and all the you know, different uh, publications. They were named as the creators and they did get some type of uh, financial 
um, awards or whatever from DC Comics over the years, but you know, certainly not what they could have made. If I mean, who knows? I mean, at the time, it was two guys trying to make something happen, and it was, it was normal practice. It wasn't like they were trying to get you know ripped off or anything. But uh, now, when they uh, sold, did they sell to DC? Is that how that came, is that how Superman became a DC property, or how did that work? Yeah, they, they sold it. Yeah, they sold it to the publish. Yes, that's basically what happened. Okay. So, but anyway, obviously the character certainly uh, took off, became the very first superhero uh, comic book. Um, I mean, we all know who Superman is. We all know his origin story. But, uh, I mean, just, just in general. Now, just before we get into our favorite movies and stuff like that. So, I've had mixed emotions myself about Superman over the years. I mean, I, I like the character. He's certainly a a... a good-hearted character so he's you know kind of probably the dc version of you know captain america is the you know this the all-american type superhero the interesting dynamic for him certainly is he's not from earth you know he's an alien but yet he was adopted by you know farmers and you know grew up in a small town had those small town values from his uh, parents the kents um you know, goes to work. You know, I mean, does he have to work and make a living? I don't know, but that's what he does, you know, just to blend in and, you know, be a part of the human race, I guess. Um, what else would he have done, though? I mean, well, I Martian know. Manhunter, the incredible Martian Manhunter, just went about his business as a Martian on Earth and just kicked ass and took names. So that's, he could have yep. done that, I suppose. Brian, do you have a button I, where, it, like, it just like he just goes away, I, or <laughs> how, does, how does that work? Yeah, that's interesting. Man what, would, what would he have done? Would he have maybe worked for the government or something? Perhaps I guess that would have been an option, whatever. But no, he just. I mean, if you were like a police the, officer or a uh, FBI or whatever, you, you could have used some of your skills as a as a you know a superhero, Superman, to yeah. to benefit, right? I suppose they all have to make a living somehow if they're living, you know, with uh, among the normal humans. I suppose yeah. they have to pay rent and he everything else. I mean, you could argue that he wouldn't have been able to use those powers, though. I mean, because the whole point is to try to. I mean, if when he's then, using his power, it's the reason. It's the same reason everybody else tries to blend in. Is if the humans find out about you, you're immediately going to be turned into an enemy, even though you know maybe your intentions might be good. They're yeah. going to realize the threat that you pose, uh, what with, you know, being so powerful and, you and know, if you're from in a gunfight and you get shot four times and nothing happens, how do you explain that? Right. Sure. Okay. And obviously he's always, he's, he's probably the only superhero that, I mean, he's always Superman. He has to, his disguise is his alter ego is, a mild-mannered earthling, Clark Kent, just a regular guy, a newspaper reporter, and he has to hide the fact that he's Superman in that regard. So in that respect, it was definitely an interesting interesting character. And for me, being a kid that was adopted, and obviously Superman was adopted as well, that was an interesting dynamic too. So, but then on the other side of it... Did you also lift a car off of your your adoptive parents also? Absolutely. Okay. Okay, because that's where I kind of see this, this mm-hmm. this podcast here. Um, you being like Superman, Nick being mm-hmm. like the mild mannered, 
um, you know, everyday, wholesome, uh, uh, adorable, sexy boy <laughs> that he is. I like where that went. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And well, you know, uh, and and Brian being the the hulking, bulking, um, you know, mm-hmm. could beat up anything superhero. You know, that's that's how how I, 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 I would like to also add, uh, Brian uh, can also be shot in the chest and not harmed, uh, not due to sure. being from another planet, but his chest hair is so thick Cor- that a bullet Correct. cannot penetrate. Cannot Correct. penetrate. Little known fact. Mm-hmm. Little known fact. Yeah, yeah. My my, my uh, parents were trying to pick out, uh, you know, what baby they wanted. You know, they looked over, and I was, you know, lifting a lifting up a car. And they just, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of interesting. And, and they said, w- w- "We want the one with chest hair." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how that's how they that's picked right. him. Yep, just had the dark S <laughs> at, at the time. No, what is the S for? Sexy. That's a sexy baby. Sexy right. man, baby. That's right. <laughs> Why is it gray already? I don't know. It's weird. Because <laughs> it's a sexy man, baby, dipshit. That's what you right. said. That's right. Anyway, so Superman, I, I just said, like I said, I've had different emotions with him. It's, 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 he, I, sometimes I thought he was too powerful, like nothing could stop him other than kryptonite. It's just like, really? We feel the same about it, you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we were not done sexualizing baby Brian, okay? Don't Come be on, trying man. to move off the topic. <laughs> let us, That's let right. us give you your yep. flowers. My kryptonite, <laughs> uh, uh, breasts, and, breasts and whiskey. That's it. That's, that's my kryptonite. That's, right. that's it. Everything else, I'm impervious to everything else but those things. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's Look, sometimes you drink whiskey too and powerful. have breasts. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's a, the best of both worlds. So, I don't know. Overall, overall, I did like Superman. He's okay. I think I said sometimes if it was too powerful, they, but they, they have changed it over the years to where he can be beaten. I mean, in the comics, obviously, he was killed even by Doomsday, mm-hmm. uh, which easily they defeated that story by Batman. The movie. That happened. Yeah. Sure. I mean, no, Batman no. did defeat him with uh, fancy armor and in, in one of the storylines and stuff, but. So I don't know, Dean. What do you? Th- I mean, obviously you love Superman, so you you. I would also. I'm sorry. I don't mean to to cut you off there, but mm-hmm. I would also like to point one out one other key defeat out on Superman's resume. He was also <laughs> defeated by the <laughs> yep. ever powerful Martian Manhunter in the official convincing idiots superhero yes, battle bracket. Fucker. That's right. Go back and listen to that one. That's yep. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go on. Sorry. Go ahead. Dave. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know how to how to get around that. Um, okay, Neither so did Superman. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, yes, I am a huge Superman fan. I've been a fan since I was a kid. Um, I have the tattoo, two tattoos. I I have the emblem on my shoulder and him flying on my arm. Um, I I enjoy the. Um, I think what I liked about it most was the Clark Kent aspect. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's more of like the like. All right, hear me out on this one. I like the idea, even as a kid, because I was not um, the biggest kid or the fastest kid or or you know the most athletic kid. I know this comes to a, a shock to a lot of you, but <gasps> I thank you. Um, I was picked on a lot, so. I had this, you know, this image of Superman that, like, 
he's walking around in his, his nerdy glasses and his suit and his, his, and his doo-wop hair, but just secretly knowing that he could kick the fuck out of anybody. Mm-hmm. Like that, that hidden inside, like you don't have to say anything, you don't have to do anything, because you just know you're a badass. Um, that was one of the the most aspects that I liked of his was was you know kind of the hidden superhero yeah. within. And yes, he could fly, and and you know he had red underwear, which I always wanted. And... <laughs> which, if I would have remembered, I do have. I did order as a joke, um, but I I have worn them. Uh, I do have adult Superman underoos. You know what? I had it when I was a kid. I was allowed to pick out a set of underoos. The first set I picked out was Superman. And I, the, the t-shirt that it there came with, I have pictures of me. I used to wear that fucking t-shirt all the time. Because it was that type of thing. You're right. It was that, I think it was that same type of thing. It was just, yeah. you felt powerful right. wearing the S. Mm-hmm. You know? Something about it. So, Yeah. And like in the movie, say, it stands for hope, right? Which uh, I hope I wasn't such a pussy, but there I was. <laughs> hope in one hand, shit in the other, and see which one fills up faster. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't... Like I said, when people think, go back and go like, oh, you know, he's too powerful. He could just obliterate everybody and, and destroy everything. That's the lore of the character, is that he can, but he doesn't. He came from another planet and chose to be human. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Brian raised... being the Podlander. He could be on any podcast, but he chooses That's to right. be on one with us. That's right. There's offers left and right you know, mm-hmm. to him to leave us. Mm-hmm. But he chooses to be with us mere mortals. That's right. That's right. And I, I think for, for Brian and Superman, that's the appealing part. Yes. Mm-hmm. And right. I would I would probably uh French kiss both characters. That's all I have to say about that. That's right. By the time he's a fucking respect around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, that's, that, that's 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 interesting opinion. Yeah, I like I like yeah. that. So yeah. Nick, are you a Superman fan at all? The character, I and I don't say you know, like, and I you know I know that Dean loves Superman, and I love I respect that and all that stuff. I friend, so you have to me, say you love me. I was, I was uh, Freudian slip is what they call it. Um, <laughs> no, I um, I'll take it. I never got into Superman. I uh, I uh, he was always he always came off a little bit lame to me. He, I, the outfit, first of all, my big, one of my biggest things, um, he didn't part the thing about the suit that never took anything or was ever cool to me or whatever. He didn't have a mask. And I always thought it was super weird that no one recognized that he has the same exact face as some dude that's, you know, a reporter and in, you know, people know who this guy is. Um, I can things, explain that. Okay, go ahead. He what is something happen when he like because he's an alien and he they no. see him differently. Or... Um, the the comic book was created what what did you say, Brian? Uh, back in nineteen thirty something, nineteen thirty eight. This is a still a same time period in America where doctors were on 
camera promoting cigarettes as healthy. So just take the time period and 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 the the way they looked at things a little different. Cigarettes are being promoted by doctors, and this guy can fool everybody with a simple pair of glasses. So, so you're just saying people in general were stupid. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I would say. <laughs> okay. No, but uh, if you if you look at it a certain way, it, maybe it wasn't just the glasses, but like in the description, he's a mild mannered reporter. He's supposed to be just like no way this, this guy could be Superman, right? Exactly. He's just slumped in the background of everything and everywhere. Uh and nobody even looks twice at him. Even the people that he works with and is close with on a daily basis. Yes, as once he got like closer and closer to Lois, yes, she seems like an idiot. But <laughs> if it's just a coworker He's supposed to be so mild-mannered and so blah that even his coworkers don't even like. Somebody might be yeah. like, "Hey, you know See what? Doesn't does Clark kind of look like Superman? I mean, if you look at him, it kind of resembles him, but it couldn't possibly be him." Yes, yeah, so does the it's fucking that, banker. It's that type of deal. That's exactly it, Nick. Seriously, yeah. that's okay. what it is. That's okay. what it is. Like you, you could, you don't, you could not. There's a resemblance, perhaps, but people just wouldn't get through their head that this guy they work with. Is the all-powerful super? It doesn't make any sense though. It does not. It does right. not compute. Yeah. It doesn't register. You know. And okay. you got to think so. like some like like Clark in, in theory is is you know got his shoulder slumped down and and, and oh gee and, and and okay I'll write this story. He's asking people whispers you know in the questions in and in theory. And then Superman is just he walks into the room and just owns the room. You know what I mean? Right. Like like when Brian walks the room, everybody gasps. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. the same thing with Superman, you know, with the chest hair out and just, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. you know, there's no way you could, anybody can think of these two being the same. But they literally have the same exact face. But nobody <laughs> notices Clark. <laughs> okay, yeah. But I mean, like, people that would know him and had ever met him in this it would be like that's literally superman's face like your face and is it, superman's face when you, like, when you exactly start, so when even you if you're getting not into you're... the nuance of people mm-hmm. of like uh childhood friends or the people he's super closest that's when you got to kind of start um <laughs> sure suspending disbelief right yes okay yeah so i i hear what you're saying i hear, and i i could see a little bit of where that but it, i, I it's not a super valid thing, but I sure, see what you're saying. Also, again, once you get to that certain point, you got sure. 1938. Sure. They, okay. They thought it was just fine. And you also got to think he was a super superhero, so they, they didn't really have a lot of people to compare to at the time. This is just, you know, these two kids drawing shit and having a good time. Yeah. They didn't have Batman's you know, fucking big face shield. They didn't have the Flash's eye deal. They had nothing to go on. This was, in their opinion, the best they could come up with at that moment sure. in 1938. And, yeah, and for mm-hmm. that, I will say, because that was always one of my complaints, was that, like, I'm like, he's just very plain. He's basic. And that's what, you know, but I mean, it's like, there's a reason that he is... He is a cliche because he was the original Correct. superhero. That Correct. was the base block. That was your foundation, you know, of all that. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. 
I respect the whole Superman thing. It's that's cool. Like, it, I mean, I, I I get that. It just I never it never resonated with me. There were other superheroes to latch on to that, you know, had cooler outfits or you know this that and the other. Um, and then as Brian kind of alluded to, um, I just felt like it. They were like, let's throw every like it was almost like Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. Oh yeah, and he can fly, and he has like what uh, heat uh, vision, and he like he does everything. And the only thing that can beat him a lot is this of thing. Those things though were were e- evolved. Okay, they, he didn't have the initial heat vision. As the comics point, just like a lot of these comic book characters, they evolved and added shit to him. Everything wasn't on him at one time. He couldn't fly in the first comic. When they say faster than a speeding bullet, able to leap tall buildings single bound, it's because he could jump high. He never could fly until later in the comics. Mm, okay. He could leap with a single bound, meaning he could jump over a building. But flying didn't come uh, until later. Gotcha. Okay. But there was that aspect of it, too, where I was just like, he does fucking everything. And it's like, right. you know, you almost like a character that is, um, you know, has to battle through some adversity or, or, or have something that is difficult for them other than this element from their home planet on a, or on the planet Earth. You know what I mean? So it just it, he it never hard, hardships, though. You tried growing up in Kansas. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That is very true. I will. I will definitely give him that. Uh, but no, I just. I never really was a big Superman fan. Um, it was, you know, he was just kind of one of those ones. And I, as you mentioned, he was kind of that Captain America. If I had to pick like a least favorite Marvel character, it's Captain. Sure. The squeaky clean, goody. Like there's, it just wasn't. I don't know. It just it never never took off for me. I didn't latch onto the to the characters uh, like that. Um, so that being said, uh, when we are having these discussions. I will be asking a lot of questions as I have only ever seen two Superman movies and they are the well, most recent the ones way. ever, ever made. So the so, Snyder cut or not. Why? Well, okay. So I wasn't including, I'm talking just Superman movies. So technically I guess I've seen three, if you include the justice league. Okay. Yep. So I, I've seen all oh, four, four. Okay. I've seen the justice league. Mm-hmm. We're going to go backwards. I've seen Batman versus Superman. I forgot about mm-hmm. that one. Uh, <clears throat> I have seen man of steel. And I have seen Superman Returns. Superman Returns is the first Superman-related content I think I've ever seen. As far, you know, I mean, I'm familiar with, like, cartoon characters and Justice mm-hmm. League cartoons, things like that as a child. <clears throat> um, but, oh, uh, those that, are on those... my list, too. Okay, okay. Do you want to go ahead, then? So, Okay. Where are we going to start, your... Ryan? We'll start with movies. How about that? Okay. Um now this is good. I put this as my Mount Rushmore because I don't have a mm-hmm. particular order. Like I kept looking at them, like I really can't say which one I like the most. I know the group that I like the most, but I can't, can't specifically put them in order. So I'm going to go with my Mount Rushmore of Superman movies. In no particular order, I have, of course, Superman the movie from 1978 with Christopher Reeves, Margot Kidder. Um, mm-hmm. I have. Zack Snyder's Justice League, and that is a very specific way that is said because the Snyder cut is much different than the original, and the original one is garbage. Yeah, because it's like two of the first one. Right. (laughs) So, and then I have Superman Returns. Mm. Um, I like Brandon Roth in it. He, I mean, okay, 
<clears throat> this is a good time to explain that. Um, with the writers and the director and producer of everything, that movie essentially is supposed to be the sequel to Superman 3. Um, okay. Brandon Roth is supposed to be Christopher Reeves' character. That's That was my understanding. I, I may have learned it wrong. I don't know, but... Somewhere I read or whatnot that that was supposed that Superman Returns <clears throat> is the um, sequel to Superman Three. So was Superman Three the last one they made with Christopher? No. Re- oh, okay. It's kind of like yeah, in the Rocky. More after that. Kind of like in the Rocky movies, <clears throat> they did a Rocky Five, but when you went and did Balboa, they pretended like Rocky Five didn't happen. Okay, it's like the Lion King one point one and a half or whatever. Correct. They just they just pretend, <laughs> pretended it didn't happen. So okay. Rocky, or I'm sorry, uh, Superman three happens. He is supposedly you know after he banished uh, Zod and all them, um, he had left, just flown away and and took up a sabbatical. And she had a kid, whatnot. Um, from their vacation in uh, 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 Niagara Falls, right? <clears throat> Sex so, vacation in Niagara Falls. Right. So when he comes back, in theory, from my understanding, Superman Returns is the sequel to Superman 3. Hmm. And which wasn't the... Um, Superman 3 was uh, Richard Pryor. Yeah. Right. Richard Pryor, Pryor played Superman? No, no, no. He was in it, but it's, <laughs> okay. trust me, it's not on my list. Mm, um, <clears throat> I have Superman two on my list because mm-hmm. Zod. Come on. Yep. Um, from nineteen eighty one, and then I have The Man of Steel, two thousand thirteen. I don't care anybody says uh, that dude plays the best Superman. Maybe not the best. It's different aspects of it, but it's a great movie. I love it so. There's my Mount Rushmore. Okay, Brian, we're gonna go with you, but Nick, I don't. You, you said you probably don't have a Mount Rushmore, but no. okay, that no, no, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Brian, what was your Mount Rushmore? And Nick can just ask questions. That's what I'm gonna do. I mean, Superman Returns. I barely remember that much of it. I saw it at the time. I'm like, I didn't at the time. At least I probably need to go back and rewatch it. I just didn't really. It's solid. Yeah, the only thing that stuck with me was Kevin Spacey being a really creepy Lex Luthor. We'll talk more about that. But anyways, I got digging for personal experience on that one. Yeah, I'm not a huge Ooh, I'm fan the Lex of this Luther movie. To you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah look at that. You're the Ke- we've always called you the Kevin Spacey of the group. So there you go. <laughs> for various reasons. That's right. <laughs> we can't. We just can't keep an intern. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> can't keep an intern. Just keep, yeah, keeps resigning. Uh, well, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I got Batman versus Superman, and it's not to me. It's not really a great movie. It just Mm-mm. Henry Cable, like you said, he is a great Superman, and there were a few interesting things about the movie. Sure, it was definitely loosely based on the Dark Knight Returns comic. Um, to, to me, it was that one line. That they was killed terrible. the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. <laughs> but I got Justice League, the Zack Snyder Justice League 2021. Again, it's a better cut than the original. I agree with you for sure. Mm-hmm. Still not the best, but again, 
Henry Cable is just a solid Superman. I mean, he's he not the writing and everything around him is not his fault. And, and there was some good, solid Superman interesting scenes in the Justice League Zack Snyder cut when he, you know, kills the villain and different stuff. So that was that was pretty cool. Go ahead, want to say something? Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I, it has nothing to do with anything, sort of actually. But I just thought of it. I just read an article. Fucking Ezra Miller was just arrested again in Hawaii. Yes, yes he was. Mm. What the fuck? Mm. So, I mean, luckily they finished uh, the Flashpoint, right? But good luck with the rest of them. Jesus. Yeah, he was yeah. he was being drunk and belligerent. He was yelling at people who were singing karaoke. And at one point, he uh, physically tried to remove the microphone from a woman's hand, and they had to. And like, she beat the shit out of him. Yeah, they had to actually like <laughs> remove. They yeah had to remove him from the premises and all that. So that's a shame. I really like him. I mean, as an actor, I do too. Just sucks. Hmm. Some people we'll are just what, assholes. Yep. We'll see what they do. Uh, and I got Man of Steel 2013. So again, I got all three Henry mm-hmm. Cable Supermans in there. And my top two, Superman 78, Christopher Reeve. Yep. Uh, I don't even remember a whole bunch about the movie other than the great Gene Hackman and Christopher. And just as a kid, seeing Christopher Reeve come out there and fly that was pretty amazing, and they sold Superman T-shirts, I think, in the theater. And my parents, bless their heart, got me a Superman T-shirt at the theater. And, again, just wore the S around because it just was so sure. impactful to me as a kid. And then Superman 2 was my favorite with Christopher Reeve, like you said, General Zod. That whole storyline was interesting. You know, just the whole build-up. Richard Stamp, I believe. Richard Stamp, uh, Azad. Oh, I, I don't, I don't remember his name, but he was, he was very Stamp. Good. I, I don't know if it's Richard. Um, he was terrific. Yeah, you know, the the whole dynamic of Superman losing his, you know, purposely losing his power to try to, uh, you know, Terrence. Okay, was his name Terrence Stamp? Tim, Terrence Stamp is General yeah. Azad. Yeah. Um. You know, Superman losing his powers to try to, you know, be with Lois Lane, who he loved. I love the whole dynamic of him getting beat up in the bar. And at the end, and, when he uh, comes back, yeah. that's great. That's great. Goes back, yeah, goes back and faces the same guy and kind of knocks him into a, through a, a pinball machine or something like that. And people are kind of staring at him. He's just kind of like, like oh, I've, been, I've been, been working pump, out. Pumping iron. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Great that movie. dude was so good. It's such, such a when shame what happened. When he, yeah, when he crushes Zod's hand, at the, that was just that was that was great. So, anyway, that's what I get. That's my top. That's my top Superman movies. Not too and many so, other ones so beyond Nick, that, but I yeah. Go ahead. Well, uh, we we mentioned our our top Nick. I mean, out of the ones that you've seen or whatever. I mean, yeah. Me, all right, since you've only seen three, which one's your favorite? Oh. Uh, the one that has Batman in it, uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> really? Okay. All I've right. never seen any Superman content that I've liked. Um, I will say if I have something that came out of a Superman movie that I did like, I would say, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's, uh, Lex Luthor we'll was, get there. uh, definitely, I, I really liked his, uh, you know, portrayal of that character. I mean, that being said, I have not seen all the Superman things. Like, there's, you know, tons of Superman movies I've never seen, but 
Like I said, I've just never really, I've never seen any of the Superman movies that I've walked out of and being okay. like, that, that entertained me. Like, I just, I, none of them okay. really do it. But I would have to say, of any of them, it would probably have to be Batman versus Superman because, as you mentioned, that one line at the end, like, just kind of made it a, a mockery a little bit. But up until that point in that movie and the way the movie went, I really remember seeing it in the theater with, with Dean and uh, really enjoying it. I liked the storytelling up to that point. I liked mm-hmm. how they were at odds with each other. I liked, you know, both sides of that. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Batman versus Superman. But Okay. Um, just a fun trivia note, Terrence Stamp, who played Zod in Superman 2, was also um, Chancellor L- Valor in uh, Phantom Menace. Mm. Oh, okay. So... How about that? I'll give it real yeah. quick too, by the way. I, mm-hmm. I caught this on Wikipedia. The name Clark Kent, they took that from the first names of famous actors of the time, Clark Gable from mm-hmm. Ohio and Kent Taylor. There you go. Mm. Clark oh, interesting. Kent. That's where he got his name. Sorry. Just thought that was kind of no, cool. I kn- cool. I didn't know that. That I, mm-hmm. I enjoy shit like that. Hmm. All right. So we're going to move on to actors, correct? Um, Superman the actors. Superman actors. All right, um, I'm going to go real quick. Um, we'll, we'll switch back and forth first and second here. Um, my actors are Henry Cavill, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Reeves. Yep. I mean, he's, the movies, I would love to have seen what he could have done in the, today's writing, directing, CGI yeah. type shit. I mean, yeah. the guy was a great actor. It's a shame what you know what what happened and such, and just the same as shame of what happened. My next on my list is George Reeves, uh, yes. from the TV series The Superman, yep. um, mm-hmm. who had an unfortunate ending as well. Then I have Brandon Routh. I I thought he did a solid follow up to Christopher Reeves. Uh, he he had that. He kind of looked like him a little bit, that, like that's in, as why a young hired Christopher. Him. Yeah. yeah. They wanted that feel, and he had that nervousness. Not quite the um, charisma, just uh, you know, coming off him that uh, Christopher Reeves did. But he, but he had the mannerisms. I, he did quite well. I so I, I enjoy Brandon Roth, and then I have Tim Daly. Silence is correct. Tim Who's Daly. That? Tim Daly was the voice of the animated series from when we were younger. Nick, that's probably where oh, you know this. Okay. He was the voice. He was also one of the brothers on the TV show NBC <laughs> sitcom Wings. Hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. What are you talking about? The straight man. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. that is my Mount Rushmore of Superman actors. All right, I got honorable mention for me, uh, Danny Dark, who was the voice of Superman in the classic Super Friends 70s and 80s animated shows. So, ah, meanwhile, Danny in the Dark, halls of justice. Yeah, he's like, yo, uh, you, you failed again, Luthor. Luth, it was always Luthor. Luthor. You know, that voice is a kid for me is Superman. You know, anytime I think about an animated Superman other than in the movies, I hear 
Danny Dark as as Superman from those classic uh, animated shows. Um, I have George Reeves as well, mm-hmm. uh, Dean. So as a kid, those old serials were on yep. television and reruns. Yep. So that was my first exposure. You know, was that we had the Adam West Batman reruns to see Batman in live action television. And then you had the old Superman serials with George Reeves, and he was a fine, he was a good Superman sure. at the time. You know, kind of big build. He was; those were interesting. You know, uh, he shows. he was Jack yeah. for the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like absolutely. they didn't know how to like make muscles in gyms. You know, back then. So right. so for for the time, he was a Jack dude. Yeah. He had a good look. He had a good look as Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got uh, again. I wasn't in, super into the TV shows. I didn't really watch them a whole bunch, but just from a, a well-known and popularity uh, at Dean Kane from Lois and Clark. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, it's and, funny you said that because when you know, as you associate someone Dean with uh, Superman. Well, I was as someone who did not see really very many of the movies. Most of my live action exposure, especially as a kid, to the character of Superman was the Dean Cain, Lois and Clark. Yep, sure. Superman. So I think of Dean Cain and also Tom Welling uh, of Smallville was yeah, okay. you know, young Superman. But uh, so sorry, he's on I mean, my list too. That's okay. Yeah, I don't Tom like Welling next, actually. Oh, okay. Smallville. Sorry, I didn't mean. Oh shit, I'm sorry. That's okay. It was a good. It was a good young Superman, and you know, it was a Spoiled very popular series shit. for Make many years. <laughs> And then I got Henry Cable, of course, and my top is Christopher Reeve. Sure. Like I said, just in, in my youth, Christopher Reeve was Superman. And, and Christopher Reeve was, right. in my opinion as well, probably the best, at least the way they portrayed Clark Kent and the nerdy. Christopher Reeve was just the terrific alter ego for how they wanted to portray Clark Kent in right. those movies with the whole slouching and the glasses and G Lois and the whole timidness and everything else. He's, yeah. he's what I was talking about, about slumping into the background of life. Right. He is this stepping over him to get, Oh, I didn't even see you there. Sorry. Oh, Oh, you're, you're in the room. Jesus. I didn't yeah. fucking see you. He's that guy. George, George Reeves was a little cooler. He was a little, you know, a little more debonair in his portrayal yeah. of Clark Kent. Still great. Mm-hmm. But Christopher Reeves had that perfect background character. But still, it's still Christopher Reeves, and the, just the charisma just shot off of him. So Yeah, absolutely. Nick, do you have any favorite uh, Superman actors? Yeah, I would have to say, um, like I, I you know, mentioned Dean Cain before, but one of the things that I liked, I did see a couple episodes of Smallville, and uh, one thing I really liked about um, Tom Welling was it showed him kind of finding his footing as, you know, coming into his powers, you know, his growing up from Clark Kent into Superman. And, you know, as Dean had mentioned earlier, and it never really made much sense to me at the time because Dean said, you know, he, he couldn't fly at first. Like that was something that came mm-hmm. later and he had, to, and they kind of covered that because at first, you know, they didn't say, you know, when, when Tom Welling, Superman, they, he would come into town and they would say, you know, faster than a speeding uh, electric bike because he used to ride into town on an electric bike before he knew that he could fly. <laughs> And everybody was like, God, you know, it was still, you know, it was just so stylish, so cool. And everybody would ask, where did you get that electric bike, Clark? And he would say, well, 
my friends, none other than our friends at RPM Bike Shop. And believe it or not, just like Superman, they come from this local area, maybe not Cleveland, but Carrollton, Ohio. So you can look them up and find kind of yourself. A small very, it is a small yes. bill. It's a little bit of a small yes. bill. You can look them up on Facebook by searching RPM Bike Shop. You can take a look at what they have to offer you, and you too can ride your own, like your very own rendition of Superman. You can also give them a call at 330-808-7792, and they will hook you up with an electric bike that is faster than a speeding bullet today. Mm-hmm. Not actually not actually faster than a speeding bullet. It's safe, so don't worry. The people, the good people at RPM Bike Shop would never hook you up with something that is not safe for your use. Your mere mortal use. So go ahead and check them out. Very good. I would like to say real quick, um, yeah. let's be thankful that um, Interrupting Dean has, has, has taken a break this week. Mm-hmm. You're going to fuck that up for me? Yeah, because like I'm here on the bike, I'm like, he didn't ride it. I was going to like, he didn't ride yeah. it with a goddamn bike. So, yeah, <laughs> All right. it works out well. See, listen to Megan. Do you good? Do you good sometimes? That's right. See, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Probably most of the time. Oh, right? sure. Yeah, let's be real. Most of yeah. the time, ninety-eight point nine percent of the time, probably. Yeah. Right. Maybe round up to ninety-nine for good men. Ninety-nine point yeah. eight. We'll call ninety-nine. Just 90, fucking yeah, listen to her. It's fine. Just all do that. the time. All yes. um, the time. But no, I did. I liked. Uh, I thought. Uh, Tom Welling kind of had that, especially as a young Superman. Uh, I didn't see a lot of Smallville, but he always struck me as you know, he's kind of a classically good-looking kid. Um, that seemed to kind of... Um, I didn't like his face. Imbi- <clears throat> you didn't like his face? Mm-mm. Yeah, To me, he seemed to embody a, a, a Superman-type look. Um, but yeah, Dean Cain really, I mean, it was kind of, I think as a kid, the, the visual that I would see, I mean, that was a pretty popular show, and I don't know how long it ran for, but... Um, I loved that show when I was a kid. Yeah. Was it Terry Hatcher was the yes. Lois? Oh, yeah. I'll, get there. I'll get to her. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was a good show. So yeah, definitely uh, those two uh, specifically. And like you said, is it Henry Cavill? Cavill? Mm-hmm. Cavill? Cavill. Um, yeah, like you said, I think it's when you mentioned, you know, it's like it's not his fault that he's, you know, like in the movies that he's in and it's whatever. I was like, it's kind of like a Ben Affleck. I think Ben Affleck's been, like, you know, like I mentioned about him, I like think, thought that he'd uh done justice to to the character of batman i think same thing like henry cavill of the people that i have have seen as superman um probably seems to be physically and and looks wise uh one of the most fit uh, be what i would think of as of a superman all right let's be woke here gentlemen okay all right <clears throat> since we've uh, just named our favorite uh actors as superman who's the most handsome it's obvious right it's Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I think probably. It's, uh, I think yeah. it's, like if, I think like if you put down. them all in a lineup, right, and you're like, "I'm gonna go gay for one of them," you're like, "Well, yeah, Henry Cavill, of course." Yeah, yeah. He, it just the obviously the he's got the best build. Yep. Guy, yep. You know, you guys dedicated the chest to his, and the his, chest hair and the yeah, and just the whole classic the chin looking. And, yeah, just yeah, the chiseled. Yeah, fit. yeah I mean, yeah. It's, it's a handsome man, of course. You know? Right, yeah, handsome you man. Say, you know, yeah. yeah. He's no Brian, he, but he's handsome. Yeah, he's handsome. Sure. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and that ran four seasons, by the way, Nick. So Lois and Clark was from 93 to 97. It seemed like it was longer. but it That's just what I was seasons. thinking, too. I'm like, it seemed like it was on longer than that. But well. and, mm-hmm. and the last season was a little wonky. 
That's, yeah. it, well, you, stuff like that. If if you say something last uh, four or five seasons, you just got to assume the last season was garbage because there's a reason it got cut before it got to yeah, syndication. Right. You've probably gotten what you're going to get out of it by that point. Right. They're like, oh, yeah. they fucked it up and it got canceled. And they did. <clears throat> it got silly. Um, Sm- how about we... Smallville ran 10 seasons, by the way, 01 to 2010, okay. 2011. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. I knew that was on a long time. <clears throat> well, I was just going to move on to uh, Lex Luthor's. Please do. Okay. <clears throat> One of my favorite uh, bad guys in uh, comic book lure because he was a mortal um, and he bested Superman at times. Um, <clears throat> give me a second. <clears throat> sorry, Jesus. We could hear all of that, by the way. Covering the microphone. I know. Did I'm nothing. sorry. I, I had Henry. <laughs> I, I had Henry Cavill stuck in my throat. So. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. All right, my Mount Rushmore of Lex Luthor's. Um, you know. I'm actually going to bounce around from what I wrote because I'm going to start with the great and the best Gene Hackman. Yeah. Not only was he the best in uh, as Lex Luthor, he was he's the best in anything he does. He's the standout in whether you put him next to Will Smith or Denzel Washington or it doesn't matter. He is the standout in any movie he's in. Gene Hackman, great actor. Absolutely. And it, yep. dude's still alive. He he actually just put yes. something on Twitter just saying, just telling everybody, yeah, I'm still alive, doing well. <laughs> yep, <laughs> <chilling out. laughs> yeah. He hadn't, you know, nobody's heard of him. And yeah, I think he was trending at one time. People were like, oh, whatever happened to Gene Hackman? And he just posted something going, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, chilling I'm out. living. Yeah. Thanks just just not tweeting right now. 90s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and then I had uh, Jesse Eisenberg, which not only was he great, it's criminal that he didn't get more screen time, and I really hope that they do something more with him, even if it is in Flashpoint or anything mm-hmm. else. I hope that character. I love the the Joker esque mm-hmm. style that he gave to him. It's not really <laughs> what Lex Luthor is, but I would be interested to see more to see what he can do with it. I liked where it was going, so that's why I have Jesse Eisenberg on my list. I said the exact same thing, Dean, when Nick and I were chatting before we started, mm-hmm. when you were stepped away there for a minute. That there, there, there was the Joker type take of that character with yeah. Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. Yeah, it was kind Absolutely. of a, a little bit of a loose cannon, a little bit. You didn't know yes. what, you know mm-hmm. which how which way it was going to go, and and then he furthered into madness as the movie progressed. As the movie yes. mm-hmm. progressed, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to go with next Kevin Spacey. That's a solid, solid pick. I I thought he would he for the movie that it was was. He didn't go overboard. He didn't go under. He he stayed where, um, you know the character should have been at that moment. So was and, he Lex uh, Luthor in Return? Superman yes. Returns? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He was he was a little more angry and bitter because yep. it was a sequel. So he had the knowledge of what Superman had done to him over the past three other movies. So that was where that bitterness came from, the anger. You know, it wasn't just out of like, oh, this new Superman, I'm angry at him. No, he had the history from the past movies. So I'm going to go next with Clancy Brown. 
Again, the silence is appropriate. Is that the animated series one? There it is. <laughs> hmm. He did a great job. He was even better than Tim Daly in in the in that series. And Clancy Brown is, I mean, look him up. Actually, Brian, uh, Google Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown has done voice acting. A, you'll recognize his face. He's a character actor, but he's also done so much animation. Oh he's, yeah. He's like almost every great character that you know in the 2000s. He was the Earth. guard in Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Yeah, the main guard. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I recognize him. But his, you know, his voice work is is just off the chart. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I'm going to go out of the box. There was an animated movie. They put a lot of these animated movies out to uh, DVD or VHS, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, It was called Death of Superman. And I caught a clip of it because I saw that this guy played it, so I wanted to to see a bit. And he did, from the clip that I saw, he did a fantastic job, and I love the actor. It is Rain Wilson played Lex Luthor in the animated Hmm. movie Death of Superman. From The Office. Yeah. Correct. How about that? Correct. So that is my Mount Rushmore of Lex Luthor's. Very good. Yeah, we're similar. Uh, my number five. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Wow. That. I wouldn't go that far, but all I right. never yeah. had such a compliment. Warn a boy before you say something like that. <laughs> similar in our Lex Luthor list. That's it. <laughs> he means in a basic genetic, uh, you know, in a yeah. biological mm. term. But... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Uh, I have Stan Jones. Uh, Stan Jones was the voice of Lex Luthor on the classic Super Friends. So they had that. They had that one seat or two seasons where it was the challenge of the Super Friends, where it had the Legion of Doom versus the Super Friends. They brought in other all these villains and other Super Friends, and they would just battle every episode. Is that the one and, where they did, like, the Olympic events and, like, Balky from Perfect Strangers uh, went up against them, and and maybe you had... I think that was, I think that was Battle of the Network Stars, I think, is what that I was. Must, I think you might yeah. be right on that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But this was a Legion of Doom with it. They had the thing that the, the thing looked like Darth Vader's helmet rose out of the, the swamp that was where the Legion of Doom's headquarters was. Yes, it was a, yes. It purposely looked like Darth Vader's helmet at the time. Um, but he, Stan Jones played Lex Luthor. And again, as a kid, all actually any of those characters on that, you, you know, that was Casey Kasem as Robin back then. Mm-hmm. And just the, the voice work on those was awesome. Zoinks, but, man, uh, man. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Stan Jones did a great uh, Lex Luthor there. I had Kevin Spacey as well. Just a, I don't remember whole, that. That is one thing I remember about that movie was the Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. Very, like you say, very angry and bitter, and was kind of yep. pretty dark there when he was like, right. he was like stabbing him with the kryptonite or something like that. It was pretty, yeah, pretty dark. Uh, and then I have Jesse Eisenberg as well. Well, like he you did said, take that, Australia uh, from him. That's right. Yeah, from the other Superman mm-hmm. three, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg as well. Like I said, just the more modern take of Lex Luthor as a younger, crazy guy. I have Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. Didn't we oh, watch okay. the show too much? But I thought he was, again, younger Lex Luthor. You had to see his origin story of him going up with Clark and how they were friends and 
became his uh, his enemy. That was an interesting dynamic on that show. And number one, also Gene Hackman. Like I say, just just great version of that character. And like you say, it's it's fucking Gene Hackman. So I mean, right there you go. So that's what I got. Nick, do you have any a particular of the movies that you watched or anything? Any particular favorite uh, Lex Luthers? Jesse Eisenberg. That's the one I've seen. Okay. There and uh, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was that's the one. That's it. Yep. There, there you go. go. This was undisputed. He I, was he was my favorite thing from a, from I probably a Superman movie was I I really liked his and his, anything uh, he's in he's, he's, he's always up good. in that he's very yeah, good he is good he's very good. All right, this next list uh, is really just <clears throat> it, we put it together just for Nick. Um, okay. Nick, uh, this list here is out of Brian and I one and two listings. Um, you know, least to most, who would you make out with, you know, uh, you know, in order? So go, please go ahead. Okay. Between the two of you. Yeah. The most Igor, it would be Igor probably of, of anybody that's <laughs> no, in either no, one of no. your houses. It would no, be, Igor. Fox, he's down no, here that, asleep. Right yeah. next to me. Yeah. <laughs> totally makes sense. No, yeah. mm-hmm. totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No. Yep. He's a good boy. He deserves a good makeout. He's a good I boy. Think. He does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he ain't got no teeth, so it would be quite pleasant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about you, pal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We are moving on to Lois Lane. Um, actors uh, portrayed Lois Lane in various uh, comic movies and TV shows. Sure. Brian, yep. who do you have? All right. I have uh, Noelle Neal, and she played Lois Lane in the George Reeves Superman serials. It was a solid Lois Lane at for the time. Uh, I've got uh, Erica Durance from Smallville, mm-hmm. the younger Lois mm-hmm. Lane. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams, of course, the newer Lois Lane. Uh, she does a fine job as Lois. I like the 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 powerful, you know, female figure that she is. It's it's great. She's great in that role. Uh, Terry Hatcher, number two from Lois and Clark. Just you know, obviously a whole different take on Lois Lane. Very sexy, sexy, sultry, powerful, all that. And number one, uh, Margot Kidder for me, the original Lois Lane in the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. She played off of him very, very well. And again, just came across as that it is exactly what she is. She, she was a respected, well-known reporter, uh, carried a lot of clout within her uh, company, and it was a very cool thing about her, and uh, certainly one thing that uh, attracted Superman to her in the in the comics and the movies. So that's what I got. Okay. <clears throat> Superman, like myself, we have this in common, amongst other things. Um, we like strong women. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Lois Lane is supposed to be that head, not only headstrong, but like mentally everything besides, you know, she's not a weightlifting superhero, but everything else she has hell in, in intelligence. She might have Clark Kent, you know, Superman stepped above, right? You know, mm-hmm. she is that, you know, strong of a character. That's why, um, was so important in those Superman serials. Uh, what was her name again? That you, you said, Brian Noel Noel Neal. She put. I mean, you didn't see most, especially in the forties. You didn't. You know, most. Uh, you know, women were portrayed as the being saved, tied to the railroad tracks. She was. 
yeah, she was had to been saved a lot. It's be, but it was because she put herself in danger by like going after the story, and you know they. She was a different kind of character, especially for the mm-hmm. time. Um, I unfortunately don't have her on my list, but I did want to say that about her and that yeah. performance. Um, yeah. Honestly, the only one we don't have is are the same as Margot Kidder because. She was the one worst thing about that movie. Um, it was like they took Skeletor, gave him cigarettes, and then put skin on him. Um, I could care less about Margot Kidder in Superman. But Amy Adams, again, I could say it about all of these ones that I have, but, but strong female role. Um, you know, gets the job done. Dana, the one that I replaced with Mario Kidder uh, is Dana Delaney, which on the animated TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of see a theme in my deal here. Uh, I have Erica Durant from Smallville also, and Terry Hatcher. Oh, let's take a moment. <laughs> and I just raise... looked up Mario Kidder. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so I, yeah. Uh, at that time, I mean, she was definitely up. She was a popular actress, and from it, it, I thought she was decent in that role. I don't know, mm, I, kind of okay. weird, weird woman in general. I get that, but just you know, uh, even she as portrayed, a kid, she portrayed the character she well. Did, even as a kid, before I knew her personal life, I just never got her wow. being. There could have been so many different actors, especially at the time, that could have done that and done it better. I, She's okay. from fucking Yellowknife. Holy shit. She's from what? She's from Yellowknife, uh, Northwest Territories, uh, Canada. Like, you know, oh, the, okay. the, ter- the fir- far north, like, where they don't cold ass territories. Where they yeah. obviously don't feed her that much. <laughs> okay. So, um, let's, let's take a moment with Terry Hatcher, please. Um, Terry sure. Hatcher was like in the the mid 90s one of my ultimate crushes along with Donna Dierico um you know and and I'm, I mean it was a teenage boy the list was long um but did you guys ever see the movie Cool Surface no it was a uh, Cinemax um, straight to VHS. It had Robert okay. Patrick from you know Terminator Two. Um, oh yeah, but it you know as a teenage boy, I am uh, late night. <laughs> everybody else goes to bed. I'm just Uh-oh. laying on the couch flipping through, and Uh-oh. I see a scene that is very blue <laughs> and grab black. The Afghan. Grab the Afghan. Uh, cover up. Uh, well, and I'm like, oh, what is this? I look around. I'm like, this looks like it could be something. Oh, oh, Terry Hatcher's bare breasts. Oh, wow. So let me tell you, gentlemen, and any of you teenage boys listening, Terry Hatcher in Cool Surface, it's very brief. You will wreck the fucking pause button because I will tell mm-hmm. you what. As soon as that movie was over, I damn sure looked up in the old TV guide. You remember the TV guide that came? I looked mm-hmm. up in the TV guide the next time it was on, and I recorded it on VHS so I could pause that motherfucker and uh, play Superman with myself. Yes, indeed. Harry Hatcher is the yep. ultimate, ultimate 
uh, Lois Lane. Do you never reach for the the Sears catalog after watching that? Oh no, no! <laughs> I reached for the Terry Hatcher catalog. Okay, and it they was real. They catalog. did. Oh, they were real and they were spectacular. Yeah, Seinfeld reference. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's my list. There you go. Very good. Okay. Just real quick question: If if anybody, so if they mm-hmm. if they have to if they have to recast, and there's a whole thing, is Ooh. Henry Cavill going to come back or not? Not sure. There's rumors that he he is. Like he's sort of giving hints that he may come back and reprise the role. I think he wants to. It's not a matter of that. He does. But, he does. Yeah. But if they had to recast the those three characters: Superman, Lex Luthor, Lois Lane, who might you select? Just anyone, any that comes to mind. You don't have to go in order or anything like that. But any, any, any actor there were, out there that you could see playing any of those roles. There were talks of uh, Michael B. Jordan being Superman, which I think would be fantastic. Like Badass. he's he he would fit the role very well. I am. Uh, we did this with Batman, and I'm going to go to the Superman. In my head, this movie isn't an origin. It is later, much later, where it's an older Superman. He's lived mm-hmm. his life, and I am going to uh, cast John Hamm. I was going to say, what, mm. shout out to one of the guys who could probably play Superman and or Batman. Just, mm-hmm. you know, like it's John Hamm can do anything. I like that. I've, I mentioned this before, but there's a graphic novel called Kingdom Come. Okay. Which is okay. a Else, yeah. Elseworld DC graphic novel. Okay. But it takes place in a fictional future where. Uh, Superman had uh, killed a a, a supervillain. Okay, on camera, something like they lost something happened, and as a result, the superheroes were all kind of banished. Okay, they weren't able to practice freely, so they all kind of kind of go under the Escovian, uh deal in uh, Marvel. Yeah, something like that. But meanwhile, a, a lot of other superheroes were born. Uh, you know, they were ki- offspring of superheroes and stuff like that. So you have a lot of people okay. running around with superpowers, but they're just punks and you know not using their powers <laughs> correctly. Uh, and then in this in this world, you know, Bruce Wayne—they're all older, right? So some don't really age that much, like Superman and Wonder Woman. But Bruce Wayne is an older man. Like an exoskeleton, he could barely move, but he's using other technology to have sure. like robotic Batman and stuff like that. But yeah, very interesting story. But in that storyline, Superman is a little bit older. He's and he's got like gray streaks. Yeah. yeah. And he has like the black S, which is like the original S and stuff like that. But I could totally picture like a John Hamm in that type of more grizzled kingdom come type Superman. Roll. Okay. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Now, I got a lowest lane for you. Now, <clears throat> work Go with ahead. me, guys. Um, it's not conventional, but she has the gumption. She has that strong woman power to her. If John Hamm is Superman, I cast Tina Fey as Lois Lane. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Well, now you guys give yeah. me a uh, Lex Luthor, because I'm, I'm I'm having a hard time coming up with a Lex Luthor. He's got to be bald or at least look good bald. Yeah. Right. Yep. 
Because, I mean, that is, I mean, yes, the, in the comics, he had the flowing hair in the beginning. But in, in my universe, this is a years later, older, so he's going to be, he's going to have the baldness, right? And, I mean, fuck, he, it doesn't have to be a white guy. You know what I mean? I mean, it could be, I mean, what? I, I know I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> I know I'm kind of copying off of Ooh. the a little bit, but Jeff Bridges, uh, you know, as the villain in good. Iron Man, he's, I mean, would be, be not, good. not a bad Lex Luthor. The dude he was, was so good. good. He yeah. was great bald, and he was a great, yeah. great villain in Iron Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the exact same thing. But, um... Uh, go ahead. Uh, 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 Aldris Alba. As Lex Luthor? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd yeah. Be I don't even. I don't even need him bald, but he yeah. could play evil. Like he could. Pl- sure, he probably could. I billionaire, have... something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can and see that. And keep him British, even. Yeah, you know, sure. keep his accent. I have a little bit of trouble seeing him as a villain for some reason, just because. But he's such the, a good actor. But he, he could, could be. Oh, off. sure, he could. Yeah, well, he could. He was. He was like a villain in uh, <clears throat> villain in the uh, Suicide Squad movie. He had that type of. Well, Good, yeah, bad type still likable. Where where he became uh, but, famous uh, 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 in the Baltimore uh, TV series, uh, The Wire. The Wire. Yeah, he was a bad guy in that, wasn't he? I've never seen The Wire. I hear good okay. things though. <laughs> it's kind of like Brian. Man, I never met him. I hear great things. Yeah, great things. Great things. Great. Yeah, but yeah, I, I tell Jeff, you what, Jeff Bridges would go be good. That that that's a good one. Yeah. Now in, in Metal Lords, Joe Mangelino Mangelino? Yeah. Who's name also wrong. gonna be Oh Mangliano, yeah. Mangli Mangli- yeah. 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 But he was bald in Metal Lords. He played uh Well he's a, he's in the he's in DC lore now. He's uh the he was at the end of uh um the original uh, Justice League. He was in the uh, post credit scene as Straight Shot or oh, something like Deadshot? that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that was him. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, it is. We could keep talking Superman for a while longer, but uh, it's, it's getting late. So I thought we had some good uh, good topics, good recommendations, good re- good rankings. Anything? Any any final words, Dean? Any final words on Superman before we uh, wrap this up here, sir? Um, not really. I mean, I just I, I'm a huge fan. I I love the character. I love the symbolism. I love, and I know it's corny in in the use of the movie, but I I love what the the character means of hope of that there's even if even though he's not from earth he still brings the hope because of what he sees around him what he's grown up with of the human race and what he sees what could be good um even though there's a lot of shittiness around us he sees the hope in humanity yeah if there's one thing i admire about superman can you imagine coming to earth and observing humans and still maintaining hope sure right based yeah. on what you see of humans i mean if there's right. something that i admire about superman it's got to be that that's that's uh yep 
I agree. And is it the greatest? Is it the is it the singular greatest superhero emblem that exists? Of course. Is there anything better than the S? It's probably the most like if if not one of. It's probably the most yeah iconic or famous uh, emblems. I would say. So just like you say, it's recognizable. It's 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 powerful. Like you say, gives you hope, and it's uh. I don't know. Of all, of all the superhero shirts I wear, when I wear the S, it's still to this day, there's still a little something, I will yeah. admit, still a little something different about it. Well, so. actually, I appreciate your story so much. I mean, but it makes it makes a lot of sense to, our, our, you know, us all as friends because um, I walked by and I, I, I saw Nick at a boner and I'm like, oh, dude, where'd you get that? He goes, Brian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. It's a symbol for hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So, so I went to you, and I got one too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you yep. go. Job well All done. All right. Yep. Well, on that note, <laughs> Nick, should we remind the folks where we can be found, yes. sir? Well, if you are looking for more convincing idiots content to fill your free time, you can do that by going over to our convincing idiots Linktree. Igor knows how to get there. He goes to Convincing Idiots Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E. Igor has already liked, subscribed, rated, reviewed on all of the social media accounts. Uh, As well as, he has gone to our website, convincingidiots.wordpress.com. Do you know why? Because Hims is a good boy. And because Hims follows directions. That's right. And because Hims is supportive of his human father and friends. So you mm-hmm. should be supportive of your human fa- friends as well and go to convincingidiots.wordpress.com. So for this week's episode, I have been your millennial. My name is Nick. I have been your mild-mannered Zennial Dean. <laughs> I've been the all-powerful Brian Gen X. Have we convinced you to slide on a pair of glasses as an alias so that your friends don't know that you're joining us next week to listen to Convincing Idiots? Igor's going to do it. Mm-hmm. He's got it. Mm-hmm. Superman! I had an, when I when I ran the call center for years, I came up with a uh, a like a recognition program. Okay, my boss said, "Do something that you connect with, and then connect with your people with that whatever interest that is." Like he said, "You like Star Wars, you like superheroes, whatever it is you want to do." So I came up with this superhero recognition program. Okay, we had, we had to wear lanyards at work. Okay, it was a requirement. So I thought, well, if I give if I give something out to where people could wear it on their lanyard, number one, we encourage them to wear the damn lanyard, which you're supposed to do. But it sets <laughs> you a little bit apart. And the idea was, if you had something, and you see people, other people wearing it, it's like, well, how did you get that? And it was, well, Brian gave it to me as the manager, recognized me for a job well done or whatever. I wanted people to try to rise up who had an interest in recognition to get whatever that was on their lanyard. And I immediately picked out a Superman S pin 
And so people walking around the office, it had that S. It was like a white button with just the S on it. Mm-hmm. I would give it to give it to folks and recognize them with a certificate. It it became very very popular, and I still see people every so often they'll comment on it and say that they you know of a lot of things that they kept from that job over the years. They kept that button. As a matter of fact, it's, it's off camera here, but I still have my S hanging up on my bulletin board in the, in the oh, office, cool. home office here. That's yeah. So anyway. So just like you say, it's recognizable. It's 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 powerful. It, like you say, it gives you hope, and it's uh, I don't know. Of all of all the superhero shirts I wear, when I wear the S, it's still to this day, there's still a little something. I will yeah. admit, still a little something different about. It. 